welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Got a project to plug? Want to advertise on the podcast? Hit me up, we'll make it happen. If you like sponsoring, let's make that happen too. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, follow us on Twitter, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Baby, you're a star. Center of the room. Give them what they came for. Show them all that ritzy boom. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ritzy Bits. Oh my goodness, that's so exciting because I'm literally wearing that on my shirt right now. Oh my God. Oh my God, those are the lyrics right on the back. I don't know if you can see them. Oh my wow. God, wait, wait. That Did I know you had this me. merch? Did, no, I, I posted about it once and I, I sold a couple of them and it's been not much since that oh my god i think but, i want yeah. one <laughs> they're great it's my face on the front you've got the lyrics on the back just a couple of them the whole song would have been too long <laughs> that would be too though. much but too I much tried. but oh my god i have to find this but how are you ritzy i'm fantastic thanks for asking how about yourself i'm doing all right i'm doing all right i'm hanging in there it's still summer um it went really fast I know. Surprisingly, I was like, wow, this spring is going to just drag on and on. When is this ever going to end? And then we are, it's almost September. Hey. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I'm, I'm grateful not to be a child right now because this would have been my worst nightmare. All of a absolutely. sudden, it's September, we're going back to school in the middle of a pandemic. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Nope. No, I'm ma'am. an adult. I'm staying my ass home. It's yeah. I I mean, I, I go out occasionally for my like government uh, walk, and and I'll, I'll go out safely to the Your bar. Or government walk. Yeah, because we're allowed to walk for a little bit, um, but I can't like I can't quarantine <laughs> myself anymore. It's killing me. Yeah, it's been really hard. I need to be social. I'm I'm here in my apartment by myself, and um, normally I'm with a roommate or a boyfriend or something and no it's it's me and my stuffed animal squirtle and while he does talk it's only a couple of phrases <laughs> yeah which does get really old after a while. i mean what kind of conversation can you have with talking squirtle oh, we talk about everything michael <laughs> everything. <laughs> well we're Life, gonna talk about everything boys. that we're gonna talk about all that on this podcast are you ready oh no well, not I always, all of that. All of it, but we, we, we always start at the beginning, and I ask, where are you from, Ritzy? I am originally from Buffalo, New York. I don't like oh. to tell people that because they think less of me, but then I remind them that I can withstand the cold, and yes. they, they remind themselves that I am a tough bitch. Yeah, um, isn't that area uh, home of the trash plate or something? No, that's Rochester, and that's the oh, garbage plate. Garbage plate, whatever. Close. They're that's the, close. still still disgusting grossness. Plate, the trash. <laughs> well, you're but Buffalo's I mean, famous yeah, for the exactly, sauce. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. We we have sauce. We have the wings. What was it? Mm-hmm. Goo Goo Dolls, the Buffalo Bills, like a notoriously really, really, really mediocre football yeah. team. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres, they're lovely. I've seen all of these things. I've gone to all the sporting events. I've seen lacrosse. Buffalo I know lacrosse? you use, uh, yes, like actual lacrosse. I, I can't remember what the team's name is, but I, I have distinct memories of sitting at a lacrosse game forever, like prof- 
professional, not just for school. I never went to any <laughs> of the school functions. Uh-uh. Fuck that. But like a professional. My gay ass would sit there and just sit <laughs> and sit and be like, is this over yet? Is this over? Can I go home and do something? No, like, lacrosse I remember... doesn't even have like cute butts, do they? Um... Not that I recall, honestly. I was not. I was not as well developed into like, at least enjoy it for how attractive the men are. It sure. was mostly like, wow, this is awful. Everyone here is so drunk. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. So, what is life like up in Buffalo as a kid? Honestly, I I have always said this. Should I ever, for any reason, God forbid, become riddled with children, I would love <laughs> to raise them there. Okay. Because you get all four of the seasons. It's really nice. If you've if you've got your life together and you can do a thing or two with your kids, it's really nice to be there. You've got Niagara Falls. Um, the food is, everyone will say it's the best food in the world. It's not. Um, <laughs> but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It, it was great. I was lucky. I was adopted into a really beautiful family. Uh, they made sure to nourish all of the things that I wanted. They were like, let's get you in a sport because you need an activity. Let's get you into acting because you need attention. Um, not dance classes, though. That was No never... dance. No. Well, it was the gymnastics that was kind of sure. like, it, it, it was hot water because automatically at school you were the gay kid because you did gymnastics. Sure. However, you would do the flips at the pep assembly and they would be like, wow, you're so cool. And you're like, <laughs> okay all right great you guys all want to talk shit about me because i'm gay it's fine it's fine enjoy the flips so which is obviously something i took into my drag career absolutely so i was like i know how to get them it's i mean it, you do a flip and everyone just throws money at you well sometimes <laughs> they throw coins which yeah. is really painful that's but... true so what brought you to new york city uh, I moved to New York City to do musical theater. I went to AMDA like many young, well, mm -hmm. many drag queens. I won't use the word young. That's so rude. Um, and... Were there any, any drag queens that we may know that were in your class or you attended school with? No, I think I was the only one for that whole... Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I was the only drag queen. Wow. And if I'm wrong, someone should correct me. But you have to understand, I moved there with wigs, heels, costumes, makeup, and everyone was like, oh, you're a drag queen. And I said, no. <laughs> because in <laughs> Buffalo, the drag scene is very different sure. from um, New York. And once I had experienced New York City drag, I was like, no, 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 I want to do this. This is so exciting. Like, I didn't realize how much fun and how creative you could be because, and this is no shade, it's just what I saw when I was in Buffalo. I had very limited experience. The drag queens were crusty. They were dusty. And most of them are still working. So kudos to them. But this none like of them over been on 10 drag years race. ago. None of, none of them like inspired me. Mm -hmm. Except that one girl, she came out and did Kylie Minogue, um, Get It Out of My Way. And that was like the first time drag touched me. The second yeah. time would be being picked up and made out with by Mimi, I'm first without my permission. <laughs> oh! It's okay, though. I totally let her know about it, like, at the last drag con. It was like, I just want to let you know you're partially responsible, because I think when that happened, you transferred the drag bug to me, and I just... <laughs> <laughs> 
That you night I went that. home and I bought my first makeup brush. Which brand would you buy? Oh, psh, brand. It was from Michael's. <laughs> it was from Michael's. It was one of the $1.99 brushes. I was like, you can use this. It's, nice. it's for painting. It's for, I still, some of my favorite brushes come from the craft store because they, they're smaller and you sure. can use them for fine details. It's fabulous. So when did drag officially enter your life? Because uh, if it wasn't Mimi, I'm first. Um, I, I think like my first actual drag experience was seeing Alexis Michelle and Schwa de Vive at the West End. Mm-hmm. Their show, Superwoman, we would go religiously. I have not gone religiously to a drag show ever since because my life became a drag show. But right. it, it was like we would go weekly. We had to be there. It was... I, I personally think it was some of the best drag I've ever seen. Just you saw the talent, you saw the passion, you saw the um, just joy that it brings sure. not only you, you, but the performer and everybody else in the room. They end the show with thank you for being a friend. Everybody rejoices. It was beautiful. It, it was a really well thought out, well prepared, great show that... I think not only inspired me, but inspired Britta Filter. Absolutely. Uh, because I know she started going to that. We all started being friends together, and it was great. Uh, so that was really the first time. And my roommate at the time was obsessed with Alexis Michelle. Mm -hmm. Obsessed. My introduction to her was, she's going to be on Drag Race. And I was like, okay, cool, work, let's go, let's see. Let's see the magic. And then I went, and I was like, okay, wow. Yeah, I see that. She could be on TV, and then she yeah. was. And I was like, it's, it's just so crazy how it all happens, because you meet these queens, and you're like, wow, you're great. I wonder what's going to happen for you. And then, boom, who, who out of, like, my actual friend? It was Alexis, um, Dusty, and then Britta, and Jan, and Cracker, and Monet, and, Aqu and I'm just like, wow, I know all these people. Yeah. It's it's. It's been a weird little circle. And like now sitting here all quarantined and things, thinking about how it all happened. It's like, wow. Yeah, it's, what, it's kind what of a, crazy. What a thing to be a part of. Like, I remember hearing about saliva and all of the great drag that happened there. And I'm like, I missed that. I was literally here in the city, but I missed right. it. You want to know why? Because my friends scared me. They said, don't go to these clubs. Don't go. It's going to be terrible. Bad things will happen to you. And it's like, okay, well, that's fine. Just because you had a bad experience doesn't mean I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I too missed a lot of those places because for a, for a very long period of time, I was still not comfortable. Um, and I wasn't comfortable being out because I've had a lot of bad experiences going to some of these bars where I, I once went to the duplex to review a show and I got an unsolicited message on Grinder saying I was too fat and I don't belong there. And I was like, first off, I'm not here to be a patron. I'm here doing a job. And second off, that's that that's not the experience I want to have. Like, gay men suck sometimes. That's awful. I've yeah. never heard of anyone doing that. It, yeah, it, it you have to, to really be hateful. Yeah, it's and happened like many times. Terrible so. person. Oh my god, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it, it's it's and that's the thing that has scared me about the gay scene. So I was like, I'm not comfortable in myself. So if other people are not going to welcome me, let me stay away. Because like I remember the first time I ever went to therapy, which is the first gay bar I went to, I I still felt like I don't belong here. Who, 
where where are my people? And it wasn't until um, I was invited to uh, judge the season two uh, finale of Lady Liberty that I was like, maybe this is a scene that I can be a part of now that people know who I am. And the rest is history at this point. Yeah, it's it's hard finding where you belong. And I, again, I'm so grateful for Superwoman and the little family that we developed at the yeah. West End because that that was my first kind of taste of, oh, you, you could belong somewhere. Yeah. And that in turn has kind of been what I've always strove to find for myself. Uh, like with La Pulperia, that was honestly one of my most favorite things I've ever done in my life. Like. Yeah. It, it was not as much a community because it was mostly a little tourist trap. Like literally sure. people would be like, do you have any regulars at your show? I'm like, sometimes it's mostly, I've never seen these people and I will never see them again, <laughs> Right. but they will have a good time. We're going to have one hell of a day and they're hopefully going to remember it. And people do like, I, I go out places and people will see me and I'm all done up and they're just like, Oh, what's your name? And I'm like, Oh, I'm Ritzy Bits. And they're like, Oh my God, I saw you. I'm like, Oh, of course you don't recognize me because I'm wearing nice <laughs> things now. I have <laughs> shoes on, not sneakers. So I, I get it. I get it. But um, yeah, it's, it's wild. And that was wonderful. Uh, working at Hazel Greens and developing that was really good while it lasted. Hey, you never know. Think, things Things can change one day. Oh yes, and they definitely will. Uh, um, they're actually reopened this week, this past oh, cool. week. So, yeah, nice. I'm gonna go down there and pay them a little friendly visit. Yeah, have a nice cocktail and remind them who you are. Oh yeah, they want to know. Oh no, they could never forget. <laughs> and that's what's wonderful too about about being a queen that's not working somewhere where it's revolving. Right. door of drag queens and it's constantly different queens working like i was their queen and they exactly. took care of me everywhere i've worked has always treated me that way which is why when i do like more of the club thing i'm always like oh i'm i'm just here to yeah do the show and make the flips happen and yeah. enjoy and, yeah, and it's it's a little bit disheartening because like you want to be respected and i i have found that i'm less respected than that that scene mm -hmm. okay, and that, that goes that. like across the board like audience queens owners managers what have you it's it's an interesting it never worked for me somehow when i chose my name to not have some sort of sexual dirty meaning and be a food reference i didn't realize <laughs> i ended up kind of being pushed into this food and show but it's okay <laughs> Everyone loves a drag brunch. No one's mad at some dinner theater. It's true. Well, let, let's talk about the origin of your name. How did you come to Ritzy Bits? Well, I was trying to think of a drag name, and I really couldn't because I, I wanted something that was dirty initially. And then I realized, like, across the board with the things I want to do with the drag career, probably not the best choice. Did you get stuck with that? You get pigeonholed. Sure. And then people people sometimes will pass you up, even though they love you, because they're like, I just can't put that on a marquee. I, right. I was told that about, I think it was Holly Day's old drag name, which was Holly Cost. Right. Which, you know, I mean, I... I growing up Jewish, got a little chuckle out of it. And I was like, oh, okay, you're bold. 
It, and mm-hmm. that is a part of drag. But, you know, changing with the times, you got to make yourself marketable. Absolutely. So I, I was toying around um, because I think at the time, Brita Filter had just started. So I was like, well, I guess that's an option. There were a couple of other drag queens that had like just blatant names that are clearly something else. You're just using it as your drag name. Right. And I was like, well, that's cute and all, but I, I want something that's still me and I don't want to get a cease and desist one day. <laughs> so um, I, I have always loved Ritz Bits crackers. They were my favorite snack growing up. I would always have them at gymnastics meets, peanut butter, never the cheese. Okay. Um, okay. Which, you know, complexion wise worked out <laughs> in my favor. So I, I sat there, I said, okay, well, we'll go with Ritz Bits, but we're going to add a Y <laughs> and make it Z's because yeah. I just, I, I want to, I would love to work with Nabisco one day and like be on the box. There you go. I don't want them to like hate me for tainting it with my whorish drag. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that. I mean, Nabisco, if you're listening, let's get a spokesperson out there. Oh, yes. I would be lovely. I'm a lovely spokesmodel. Talk to Steve Madden about it. (laughs) How would you describe Ritzy in three words? Oh, I hate these. I hate this question. Um, I, it's watch me now struggle to talk about myself. (laughs) I can do it flawlessly any other time. You ask me three words to describe myself. Um, I I think... Ritzy is, no, I can't do it. I just can't. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I really can't. Well, it's the yeah. hardest thing for me to do. We'll let the audience decide I, what I it can't, is. Yes. It, other people are so great at it. They're so good. They're like, oh my God, you're this, you're that. I, I write them down and then I sit there and I go, no, there's no way that's true. <laughs> like I, Ritzy is funny. She is bitchy, but like in the likable sense, yeah. not in the like, oh my God, this bitch is here. Although I get that a lot too. And I do enjoy <laughs> that. Um, and oh, I struggle with the third one. I struggle with the third one. Okay, it's mostly because okay. I hate putting myself in these little boxes. Well, but, um, the audience can decide what number three is. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. It's up to you. It's your adventure. How long does it take to transform into Ritzy? I I love getting into drag. That's sometimes my favorite thing. So I will take up to five hours if I can. Whoa. Yes. Oh, but I, I, I love to enjoy the process, sit back, relax, put on some movies, put on some music, light a candle. Like really, I love to get in there and do the details. If yeah. I'm doing a photo shoot, no, there's five hours sure. ahead of time. That includes shaving the whole body as well because that's always my favorite thing to do <laughs> at first i was like yes this is everything this is fierce and w- that's one of those things that once you start doing you can't stop sure so yeah that's that as i have progressed i have found that that's it's not always the best thing which is adding to the five hours right because it usually it takes a while i am notorious for getting to the gig and being like, wow, I missed an entire, and it's not even like a patch. It's not even like a couple, it's like a strip. Oh no. That will just, and I'm just like, 
well, I guess I can't touch anybody today or let anybody near my leg. <laughs> you will immediately feel that it's just bad. It's terrible. Um, but yeah, getting ready into drag, I, I can do it in like an hour. I don't like to, but I can. It's I, I take my time. I enjoy yeah, it. I do drag absolutely. because I love it. Yeah. Do you like, I know some drag queens who say they hate painting and I'm like. Then why are you doing it? Well, because they love performing and they're good at fair, that aspect, fair. but they don't think they're good at painting because they don't want to take the time to get better at it. Sure. I, I, either that or it's just, there are some things I know I can't do. Like, have you ever threaded a weed whacker? No. I can't do that. Don't ask me to do it. I won't do it. I will actually sit there and make it worse for you and me <laughs> so I don't have to do it. So yeah. I understand. There are some people that are probably the same way about paint. I just, it's so much, like, look at, I, and this is why I asked if it was, <laughs> if people are going to see, because it's, it's just, I enjoy, I enjoy yeah. it so much. I hear it's, you. It's the way it comes together when, because it looks a mess at first. And sometimes that's riveting because you're like, how the fuck am I going to pull this together? Oh, and it's true. I mean, I, for like the elation shows, I've been putting a little eye on and I know myself, like it, I prove to myself I will not do drag because I'm a perfectionist and I cannot do this. It, I would literally sit there for 12 hours until it looks perfect. And Lord knows you don't have 12 hours to get ready. But no, I, no. I just, I know that like I would never be happy with how my face would look. So drag right now, definitely out of the question. See, I'm going to argue that you find the method, you realize where the placement goes. And then sure. once you get used to it, it like muscle memory have you yeah. ever had a queen be like i only had 30 minutes to get ready for this gig and you're like but you look better than you've yeah. ever looked before. that's fair that's fair that's what yeah. it would turn into as, so as don't some, doubt yourself yeah as someone it's, it's, um someone messaged me after the show on uh friday and said are you going for jeffrey boyer chapman and i was like fuck you <laughs> i was like, just gonna bring that up yeah I was when, like, you're, I'm when aware. you start to do some makeup you can't it's why you realize you can't just do a little eye. You right. can't just throw some glitter on it and go. Like you yeah. have to have the whole wabam. Yeah. Otherwise, it just you. it doesn't it doesn't pull together. And then you have all this makeup on your eye, and you have no foundation on. Exactly. And then you got to put the foundation on. And once you have foundation on, you can't just sit there with just foundation. You look like a middle school girl. <laughs> you got a contour. You got yeah. a highlight. Maybe some blush if you're feeling frisky. I always opt for the blush because you know adds color to the face it's true but you you are of the the, the white skin complexion so you can get away with the no blush many yeah. queens do many queens do and then they look very flat well you know what it's a look it's, a, it's look. a look that many people go for many people actually subscribe to mm -hmm. so see and that's why <sighs> drag is so crazy because I, I just really try now like never to not what anybody is doing because I understand like I talked to you before you find your your tribe you find your right. family so who cares if, if you think somebody is busted and yeah. whack because guess what everybody who watches them and tunes into them and likes their pictures loves them exactly and that that's kind of what's beautiful about it like we don't have to like each other <laughs> but other True. people like us it's like Pokemon yeah. like everybody's got a favorite Pokemon 
They're mm-hmm. not going to sit there and you could, pro- what's your favorite Pokemon? Do you have one? Are you a Pokemon Mine person? is, um, well, so I'm not, I'm not the biggest Pokemon fan because I, I was a little too old when it really started, but, um, um, I guess Eevee would be a favorite. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. See, and like I told you, minus Squirtle. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's that way of like, it just does it for somebody. Like for some people, I just do it for them. But for other people, I'm sure they probably couldn't give less of a fuck. And you know what's nice? They don't bother me with it because I haven't exactly. been on TV. Exactly. Do you have any favorite makeup products that you use? Let's get you some Absolutely. more sponsorship. fucking Do I have favorite makeup products? It's funny because you, when you talk to me about makeup, it's the perfectionist thing of I use the stuff that I know will always work. Yes. I know is fantastic, will last all day, won't run all over my face. Like when I did the show on Fire Island, oh my God, that first weekend, my <laughs> face went Psh, because yeah. I did my for photos and video and regular show with air conditioning, not halfway outside face. I had to develop the faster, less makeup product heavy face, which includes uh, Danessa Myrick's foundation, which is incredible. You don't need a lot of it. It's super full coverage. It does not move. Um, Actually, Aja turned me onto it because she was like, I switched up my foundation and it just makes everything in my photos look so much clearer and better. And I was like, yeah, even in person, it just, it's beautiful and seamless. And is the only foundation I've ever seen that actually matches my skin tone. I had to stop and remind myself, you put the foundation on already because right. it was just that seamless. And uh, being any color that is not one of the 5,000 shades of white <laughs> is so hard to find your foundation yeah. color. I have failed miserably. I remember in the beginning, I was horribly red. Then I was far too orange. Then I, I just, I thought the undertones were there and they weren't, and it's just, it's bad. Being mixed race too. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I have all sorts of weird things going on. So that's a mess. Um, Danessa Myrick's also the lashes that she has. Okay. I think they're being discontinued, but oh, no. I know, which is why I bought almost all of them. Um, <laughs> Good call. I remember I found they, they were these huge spiky ones that I wore forever. They were like too, too long, but they were so thin that if you stacked them with other lashes, it just, uh, gorgeous. Yeah. I don't do that anymore because it's, it's a lot. I wear less makeup now than I right. used to. Right, because you're so natural. I, I, age is fleeting, so I'm trying to make <laughs> it work for me while I can. I know once I age out of wearing three stitches of foundation, I will wear all of the eye makeup again, <laughs> um, especially underneath. Uh, but what was I talking about? Oh, the lashes. I turned so many other queens onto them that I then could not get them for myself. You should have made a deal and said, you buy one, you buy one for me. No, no, no. I see. I'm not that person. I should have made the deal with Alcone though, to be like, Hey, all these queens coming in here and snatching up these lashes. (laughs) Yeah. I want one pair free (laughs) for every 10 pairs sold. See, I, I didn't read a book about Beyonce, but I read about a book about Beyonce, about her finances. Oh yeah, it was just a Google excerpt. I wasn't about to read the whole book. And they basically were like, a lot of times Beyonce won't be paid 
because she will strike a sort of deal where she gets a percentage of something or and i was like that's a business we're talking yeah this is exciting information for me because i i and that's the beauty of drag and i guess celebrity i never like to use that word around myself because i think that that's just like a fucking pipe dream you're not a celebrity just because you got recognized by a couple of homosexuals in hell's kitchen because you were wearing a shirt with your name on it doesn't mean you're a celebrity see it's it's a game it's yeah. a game that i play with myself um but again losing track of what i was saying oh it's just it's all about making it work for you like i sure. I love having these situations where people are like, would you do a makeup tutorial for us? We're going to give you makeup. Great. Thank you. Because now I have makeup and don't have to pay for makeup. Makeup is expensive. Yes, it is. Especially the good shit, like yeah. the derma blend that is supposed to stay on your face forever and ever and ever and never move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just it usually a- does unless you're outside on fire Island and wearing <laughs> 18 layers of it. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I was doing a hundred layer foundation challenge <laughs> that day and it just did not work in my favor. Yeah, I just gave away um, a Morphe palette and um, a lip and cheek duo uh, in honor of my 200th episode. And yeah, oh, people were awesome. like, I want free makeup. I was like, I know that's why I'm giving it to you now. Just support my podcast. Here you go. I know. I actually, I, I, I did a YouTube channel before I started doing drag that was mm-hmm. beauty themed and I did a couple of giveaways and I saw how that gains traction and I've always yeah. been like is it tacky for a drag queen to do a makeup giveaway of like these are my favorite products I I, I bought extra you can have them but like no, no. I, I know it's mostly to get the followers and you know it's mostly we all know yeah, absolutely but I also like I I think people trust me enough with makeup exactly yeah one of the things i built that's the third word blended blended there we go blended there we go see i struggle so hard because i just can't think (laughs) people sit there and they're like oh my god these jokes are funny blah blah i'm like no 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 this is just what's coming out of my mouth at the moment (laughs) yeah i don't plan these things well let's see if you can think back to the past what was the first gig and first song you lip synced to? Oh, my first gig, it was at the West End. It was Superwoman. And my first song was, um, I believe, Katy Perry Birthday. Because it was my roommate's birthday, the one who was obsessed with Alexis Michelle, uh-huh. who had helped get me that gig. So I was like, I'm going to repay you by doing this birthday number. And I also did my first ever mix that night, which was less of a mix, more of a mashup of sure. songs that did not need to be mashed up together. <laughs> Care to share what it was? Um, it was, I believe, Fancy. Mm-hmm. No, it was Oops, I Did It Again. But instead of oops, I did it again. It was um, We Can't Stop okay. by Miley Cyrus. And it went into another, it went into Problem by Ariana Grande. That's why I thought Iggy Azalea was involved. Um, <laughs> and then from there, I don't remember, but it was like, I still have it. I still remember it. I If I played it right now, would do it. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants it though but then like it, it, it was a learning experience that first yeah. i rem- i will never forget that first show 
Who were some of the first people to help you out when you started drag? Oh, Alexis Michelle and Chua de Vive, hands down. Chua de Vive was like, okay, if you want to start doing drag, these are things that you should probably look into and start doing. She was very helpful. She gave me some constructive criticisms. She was the one that let me know if you're gonna wear the tights. We don't want to see the band of the tights, mm -hmm. which was why I just, I wanted to wear the tights because I was not confident in the tucking. Once I was confident in the tucking, fuck the tights. Right. That was a, so if anyone out there is listening and they would like to say, fuck the tights, just make sure that tuck is down. Get the good True. tape. Don't skimp out. I will warn you that Gorilla Grip tape will not give you, well, actually will give you Gorilla Grip pussy. It's just not in the <laughs> way that you want. It's yeah. gonna be after the drag is over and you're trying to like, <laughs> live a life sure and be a human and your ass cheeks are stuck together from the blue residue <laughs> oh yeah that's my favorite as yeah. well as the like, shaving it's the glue residue Absolutely. luckily the tape that i used that i couldn't tell you where i found it because that it was a miracle they even sent it to me i yeah it's the same tape that willem sells i oh, somehow okay. got it through the distributor that i can't remember the name of i ordered the wrong tape they looked me up, said, we don't think this is the tape you need. <laughs> and then sent me the tech. And I was like, well, this is lovely, but how am I ever going to order this again? Because <laughs> nice. I don't know what this product is called. So yeah, yeah. that's that's a fun one. Um, what other drag products do I really, really think people should... Oh, Gleam. Okay. This is... And circling back to Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, when he made that comment about um, what's her name's ass on Alona. The, can the Canadians drag race, everyone sat there and I will say the comment was out of left field. Sure. Was definitely something that like, maybe you say when the cameras aren't rolling and you hope that they don't put it in anyways, which I personally feel, I think that they're doing some shady editing. They're like, okay, Jeffrey, say some shady shit. And we're, we're not going to put it in the episode. We're not. And then they did. Yeah. Um, he's... <laughs> it's, it's wild. It is wild. Yeah. Um, but they told her that she should have put something on her bare skin. And I wear gleam all over my body. Everywhere. All right. If I think you're going to see it, it's covered in gleam because Miss Melanie Mills herself cornered me at DragCon and was like, you look stunning, but you know what's not stunning? These legs. They're just bare. There's nothing going on. Give us a fantasy. You throw the gleam on and it comes in multiple different colors and shades so that you can adjust to your liking. I personally prefer the disco gold because it's sparkly and gold and you look like a vampire from Twilight. <laughs> Just honestly, life goals. When I step outside and people are like, oh, you're, you're, you just look so healthy. Your skin is gleaming and radiant. There you go. There's your answer. It's like, thank you. I am running on two hours of sleep and the only thing I eat is marijuana. So... <laughs> Mm -hmm. oh, I oh yeah that. i what was it um i saw that one meme going around bitches complain about feeling sick and tired all the time but their diet is weed and iced coffee and i was like wow i've never been so aggressively read on the internet before <laughs> you're seen um, i i it was i felt like i was represented in the media yeah 
and that that's all i mean i i just saw a meme that was very much me it was um a person who had a a cut and then a band-aid that was being put over it that said walt disney world and it was all your problems walt disney world and it's like Wow, the week that I See, made reservations Disney for much. Disney. Yeah, I love Disney that much. I'm going at the end of March as long as things are fine. I need that place Which, so badly. Which, you know, I, I, I have, I'm hopeful for you because I know there are people there probably right now. Yeah, oh, there are. Um, I mean, like, I just keep watching the vlogs and everything. And, like, I don't want the fake experience. I want the full experience. Yep. So, fingers yep. crossed, it's going to be okay by then. I was debating going to universal because mm-hmm. even though even though i know that with uh jk rowling's latest tweets we're not happy with her but um nope. she's just a woman that i heard of once upon a time exactly um, somebody that i used to know actually and um i i'm still a huge harry potter fan and i really wanted to go to the wizarding world of harry potter but then i saw just with the masks and everything. Yeah. I'm like, I would love to go and it's not busy. Exactly. Yeah. But not like this. I want to go because it's a slow day. I don't I, I don't want to go and feel like we're in the middle of an apocalypse. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's that's kind of how I'm feeling. Like, I have not been to Disney in eight, it will be eight years. I want to ride the rides I've not been on before and experience them the way I'm supposed to experience them. Yes. Not trying to breathe through a mask for 10 hours that I'm at a park in 90 yeah, degree and- weather. So here's my thing. Do you think they are wearing the masks inside of the costumes? Um, well, I don't, they're not, there's not many, uh, at least at Disney, there's not many um, uh, characters out. Um, I don't mm. believe they are wearing them underneath, but because their face characters are not wearing them at all. So, ah. Yeah. Universal they are. Yeah, because that was my main turnoff from the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, because I was like, oh, I would go, but if it's not, if it's not safe enough for the performers to be doing their shows and things without exactly. having face coverings, I, I, I'm going to escape. <laughs> not, yeah. I'm, if I'm trying to go to Hogwarts, I'm not trying to sit there and go to Hogwarts in the middle of the pandemic. I don't yeah. need to know that, that even the, the wizards and witches at Hogsmeade <laughs> Are affected by <laughs> it's true like you're telling me you can't just like one guardian leviosa that and it's gone <laughs> well well speaking of like the hogwarts of drag once upon a time you competed in the storied new york city drag competition so you think you can drag and so you think you can drag all stars what I was that experience <laughs> like um I, I have to talk about the two of them very separately, and I, I sure. will talk about them as honestly as possible. Uh, the first time I did it, I it was my first like big drag competition, and I sat there. I won the very first week, which apparently made everyone think I was going to win the whole thing. And I was like, no, 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 th- th- this is not my plan. I didn't sit here. I wanted to challenge and push myself every single sure. week, try something new and different. And looking back, that was the dumbest thing I could have done. But they also sat there and were, had read other girls and were like, we don't want to see you do the same type of talent every week. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, okay, so I won't do that. Like there was one week I was going to sing. But then I decided nobody needed that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not trying to be eliminated. <laughs> we sure. weren't even eliminating people at that point. Um, it, it was fun. It was a great experience. I learned a lot about myself. Um, 
I learned a lot about what I wanted from drag, especially like it's a drag competition and you run a great drag competition. Thank you. So uh, you understand the, I'm gonna try and use a word that may have been on my SATs. I might get it wrong. And if I do, I'm counting on you to edit it out. But like my, my trepidation towards approaching, cause I did competitive gymnastics my yeah. whole childhood. So I find something I love in my adulthood. Why do I wanna compete and make it yeah. about that? And it, it's a great stepping stone. It's a great way to get in front of a whole bunch of people. And the season right before us was like, I still don't think outside of DragCon, I've attended a more like well-loved event. Like there sure. were people, hundreds of people there to yeah. see Alexis and Dusty and Schwa and Holly and everything. And then you go to our season and it was not that. <laughs> but there it was, was hundreds big... of, it was hundreds of people there to see Juicy Lou. <laughs> I mean, your your cast had a lot of big heavy hitters of the current nightlife scene. This is true. I actually, I, I forget because I just, I, I've always been that person that like, I'm not a reminiscer. I don't scrapbook. I don't sure. like, I try to keep things because you I don't like scrapbook, you burn my... book. Well, that's all stars. We're getting there. <laughs> um, so it was, it was crazy. It was a, really insane time and like seeing what everyone has done afterwards it's it's been really nice because it's like you get wrapped up in the competition and of course you want to win and i'm a horribly competitive person which mm -hmm. is another reason why i don't like to compete with drag because like i i go into that competitive mindset and there's nothing that will break i don't care if you're my friend like i've yeah. i've had to tell people on multiple occasions it's like it's just my competitive nature it's why i don't like to do drag competitions i don't like to get wrapped up in it i don't like to have my feelings hurt when i don't need them to be hurt yeah. um but it was it was good to be out in front of people it definitely helped give me the confidence to go out and be like yes you can do this and you you can do more than just what you think you can do i ended up working at boots and saddle afterwards um that was wild. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, I just, I kind of made everything else happen. Yeah. So it, it, it was a crazy experience. But going back for All Stars was definitely, I was like, I have something to prove because I, I didn't do as well as I could have. And knowing how the game worked, I was like, well, now I'm just going to do what I want. Sure. Because... I thought there were going to be cameras there. We were going to film each number every week, but no, they were filming shade. Yes. Which was lovely because I never got any of that footage. Right. But people did see bits of it on TV that I still have yet to see. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it I, was a good time. It, it, it was a very, it was definitely one of those experiences because it was very early on in my nightlife career that I went to it. I went to every week. Um, for the first three weeks I sat in the front and then the finale I was upstairs because I got couldn't get down there, whatever. But for me, it was a way to see these queens that I've heard of and really never got to see shine on this giant stage and then also sit back and question, what's going on? Because you knew there was this extra layer behind it and what did that all mean? And I mean, I think you got robbed. 
You should have oh, been there. Um, you should have been that. You finale. know what? I was not prepared to go to the finale, mm -hmm. and it's it's the unfortunate thing that like I I've had to kind of let go of the fact that there are a lot of great performances that I wanted to do yeah. that just never happened because of time and money, which are always two of my favorite things to run out of, um, and when it came down to it, I had not prepared any talent for the finale outside mm -hmm. of like, this is what I would do, but I know I'm not going to make it to the finale because I knew the way the game worked, I was never going to have enough votes to right. be up there with the girls that, again, like I told you about brunch, my, I felt like I was doing something, being really successful, entertaining all these people, but these are tourists. These aren't people right. in New York City. So like when you, when you talk to people in New York who haven't seen my show about who I am, they're like, I think I've heard of that queen before. Right. But you talk to people elsewhere, they're like, oh my God, I love her. So it's this yeah. weird, like, was it a disservice that I did to myself or was it like a good thing? Because I'd, I'd, I'd rather be internationally known than locally sourced sure I yeah guess. i hear that i don't know i mean um, you you have all these ideas maybe if things are better and we can open up icon to do already iconic you'll get to do them there uh, i would love to i mean we, I we, we've, we've talked about doing this season of already iconic with these queens who are already iconic and make it a charity show that would be so much fun and i it think it would be great especially now after things reopen like it would be a way to get the community back together celebrate the people who we need to see again i think it could be a great show i i remember when you brought the idea up to me initially and i was like i love that and i especially love that it's a charity because it takes away the competition aspect right. and just makes it more exciting about this is the talent that we've prepared this is what yeah. we're going to do today and you can celebrate more instead exactly. of judge and i think definitely in these times we need to spend more time celebrating yeah. than criticizing so knock, knock on wood hopefully that'll be the, our first thing back once things are better but we'll see you also are a recording artist and music producer with hits such as ritzy boom and i'm that bitch how did music fall into your lap like this um i've always wanted to record music ever since britney spears existed <laughs> Yeah. I was like, that's just what I want to do, which is why I think I, I drew to drag so much because I was like, oh, you're a pop star. It's great. Everyone loves it. Um, but I had just always wanted to release music. I'm not the most talented lyricist. Mm -hmm. So like when I when I was in, I guess, middle school, maybe early high school. No, it was definitely middle school. I wrote an entire album. <laughs> Okay. I proceeded to beg my family to allow me to record the album. It never ended up happening uh, for <laughs> the better. Definitely for the better. Um, I wanted to be a child star. I knew I had what it took. I was like, this will be great. I will love this. And especially now reading about like the terrible things that happened in Hollywood. I'm like, I would have been down. Yeah. It would have. They would have loved it. They would have been like, oh, okay. All right. That's good. <laughs> you can have every little bit roll. Every little bit roll. Um, mm -hmm. I could I could have been one of those kids on the Disney Channel that like you don't know who they are, you don't know what they're doing with their life now. They're not famous in any capacity. They're just on cameo but, giving you a cameo for thirty nine ninety nine. Mm -hmm. 
And you remember their one line from that episode of Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's just what I thought my life was going to be. But instead, I'm the brunch queen of New York City. Um, and with, with two singles on yeah. the iTunes and Spotify. Uh, yeah, it, so James Michael Evance and I sat down and I played him a couple of tracks and he got inspiration for two songs, one of which has yet to be released. Maybe we'll see it someday. Um, I, I tell people about it all the time and he tells people, but I, <laughs> I honestly think, oh my goodness, hold on. I'm having a package delivered right now. <laughs> okay. This is so awkward. Um, no, so he fun. wrote Ritzy Boom. Right. Which was lovely, fantastic. I enjoy it oh so very much. Um, and that was a really good time because I had no idea what we were doing. I was like, this is some ridiculous little song. It's not important. It's not relevant. Like, it's just something to like wet the whistle and have um, some magic happen. And then he moved right after we had recorded it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, are we going to finish this? Because <laughs> I would <laughs> like to finish this. Yeah. So I finished it on my own, which is why it sounds the way it does. <laughs> I always have to remind people, I'm like, this is my first one. I did it all alone. I did it on a computer that like, literally I would play the track on, um, you use a uh, garage band, yes. right? Yes. So I would play the track. It would stop playing because I didn't have enough like memory or whatever. Oh God. And so I would have to bounce it, listen to it, write down what I needed to fix and go back. It was very old school. Yeah. So I learned a lot through that process. So when it was time to do I'm That Bitch with Misty Mountains, I had, I knew what I was doing by then yeah. and I had an ear for it and it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, that that was funny because she had that fabulous Q and A at Stonewall. I was there. And oh my god! When I saw that video, I could not stop laughing. I was like, "Of course, of course, yeah. this happened to you." And of course, you handled it the most wonderful way possible because I'm that bitch. Yeah. It and then so takes good. the microphone back and says, "If I, if you didn't hear it the first time, I'll say it again." I was like, "No, no, don't." <laughs> Don't give it to us like this. It was so good. So it was just stuck in my head. And I was literally, I, before COVID happened, I was teaching gymnastics and I was at the gymnastics center and in my head, definitely out loud, not out loud. Cause I don't get to swear in front of children. Um, I was just going, I'm that bitch and just over and over. And I was like, okay, if you keep doing this <laughs> and you think it's fun, maybe you should do something about it. So I laid it down and I played it for her and she goes, yes. Yeah, oh, I love that. And I, I was like, you can tell me it's terrible. I'm not, I'm not gonna be embarrassed. It's the dumbest little like couple of words ever, but it just, it stuck with me. And then it, it inspired me. Um, and I will say, honestly, sometimes when I'm feeling down, I like to sing it to myself. Yeah. And it makes me feel good. And I told her when we were trying to come up with the rest of the lyrics i was like well there are two ways we could approach this it could be like an empowerment anthem or it could just be like a bitch track 
and yeah. it ended up just being a bitch track. But it's I feel like it's it's fun. People yeah. strut to it. What was it? I got one message. Somebody slid into the DMs and was like, "Hey, just want to let you know, I'm getting fucked to I'm that bitch right now." And I was like, "Oh my <laughs> god, oh my wait, god." Wait, is it someone we know? Potentially, it's so long ago that I don't okay, remember. Okay. But so um, yeah, no, the, I was like, "Thank you for thank you for telling me and not showing me." <laughs> yeah, because there are some people that would have accompanied that with a video for proof. And right. while while that's all well and good, I'm not that girl. No, I'm no. not. Don't 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 send me the dirty videos things. Not unsolicited. At least let me ask. We'll right. offer and I'll let you know. I'm sh I'm sure there's at least one OnlyFans video of someone being pounded to I'm that bitch. <laughs> I actually would definitely subscribe <laughs> just <laughs> actually no now that i'm thinking about it this sounds like a business opportunity we should find people who are willing to make an only fans where they exclusively have sex to drag queen music i love that you know what there we go that's a new business i love it i i think there's a market there it's there totally niche, is. but it's, it's very niche it's good it's good are there any New York City drag queens that you've yet to work with that are on your dream list? <laughs> it's gonna sound terribly shady if I say no. Um, I, not that I can think of. I feel like I've I've worked with. I keep pulling these out. I've worked with some really great queens. Um, I haven't. You know what? I, it's more like who I would like to work with again. Sure. I, I love working with Holly Box Springs. I would love to work with her in the sense where we're doing a show together. Mm -hmm. We have numbers together, duets with like planned reveals where she has like 15 layers on and I go to do a reveal and it's just the same outfit. Yeah, I love that. Like I just, I, I, uh I think of all the silly things that you can do with other queens. Like, and working with Misty Mountains is always my favorite because it's so it's a juxtaposition. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but it it does. It's so great. Um, I I don't think I've worked with Heidi. Mm -hmm. No, that's a lie. I, I did I did her Screen Queens show, but I haven't I haven't done a show show, show, show with, with Heidi. Uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. I feel like a lot of the queens I would have liked to work with either have moved or were on TV. That's fair. That's, that's valid. Are you ready and to play that's, a game? That's no shade to any other queens. I don't want anyone to like, <laughs> not that anyone's going to take the time out of their day to message me and be like, you don't want to work with me. It's I, I, um, wait a minute, actually, no. There were a couple of girls from Iconic I never got the chance to work with. All right. Because uh, things at brunch were not what they seemed, and I needed the regularity. Right. Um, but, oh, my goodness. And I always forget her name. Acacia Forgot? Yep. Mm -hmm. Ironic, that's the name you forget. Always. <laughs> uh, always. No, and Acacia... I'm just sitting there like, what the? F I'm like, I, I could spell it for you, but yeah. I don't. Acacia's and incredible. then I remember what it is and I feel stupid. Yeah, she, oh my goodness, blows my mind away. Yeah, like, I, I think COVID stopped the momentum, but she was on her way to be a superstar. 
Yep. She still will be. I, she still will be. You can't block that, in my opinion. Like, it's it definitely hinders. Like, yeah. I, I had some great things planned that I legally can't even mention, which upsets me. <laughs> Right. Um, that just, we don't know what's going to happen with them. But yeah, I, mean, uh, I was in the middle yeah. of a competition. Still haven't finished it. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that does tend to get awkward. Yeah. Well, we're going to play a little game. It's called This or That. I'm going to give you two oh, things, and you're going to tell me which one you prefer. Are you ready? Go for it. Day or night? Night. TikTok or Instagram? Oh, Instagram. I don't even have a TikTok. <laughs> Beach or pool? Pool. Always. Pink or purple? Purple. Pancakes or waffles? Oh, pancakes. Mimosa or uh, Bloody Mary? Bloody Mary, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Wow, okay. But I, I will say I've had enough of mimosas for a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter or Star Wars? Oh, Harry Potter. Gretchen or Karen? Are we talking musical or movie? Because that makes a difference. Let's go musical. Okay, Gretchen. Okay, and finally... Nicole or Misty? Wow. <laughs> wow. This is the rudest thing I've ever been asked. <laughs> ever. Well, if we get into it and we talk about the cons of both of them. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I would never discuss how terrible and rotten those two bitches are. Oh, we will um, later. Don't worry about it. <sighs> okay. Gun you can, to my you can... head. Life at stake. If I had to choose, if the house was burning down and I yes. had to choose one of them. <sighs> I'm like scared to answer this. You can I, play the I can if you'd like. see them staring at No, I have to answer this. <laughs> I couldn't answer I couldn't answer what three words describe my drag. I'm gonna answer which one of my two best drag friends I would rather choose. <laughs> <laughs> this is an easy question for me. It's Misty. All right, all right. There you go. And Nicole's going to be very hurt by that, but I've said it on multiple occasions. <laughs> and I, I will... Who do I have the single with? Exactly, it's true. Has Nicole done anything iconic for me to turn into a silly little song yet? <laughs> well, I'm she did win iconic. I didn't know her. I didn't know her then. I met her after. I think. No, I you remember. met her before that. That's lie. No, Lies. no, uh, uh, no, 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 because you met no. her at Ultimate Drag Pageant because I was there that no, night that. when you offered her a job on mic for the next Sunday's brunch. I, I was did, there because she did that. It was great. She and you know what? Here's my thing about Nicole. She is so smart. Yes. And when she's performing, every moment is filled with something. Yes. And it's, it's, it, there's never anything dull going on. Like, I will be the first one to say I can't watch myself perform because I will sit there and be like, I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> you might not be able to tell on the audience, but I can watch myself and be like, I'm thinking. My yeah. eyes are dead. It's terrible. Nicole, never. Always just filled with life. Yeah, she is. You have a lot of iconic numbers. 
Is there one that you would call your signature number and how did oh, it yes. become your signature number? Um, my side to side number yep. is, mm -hmm. I, I think I'm upset if I do a show and I don't do it. Okay. I, I think very highly of this number because I feel like I understood what it was. I understood what it needed. It's the simplest spoken word yeah. And it, the, the, the songs just line up perfectly. The jokes make themselves. It's a, I am very protective of it because God forbid I ever saw someone else doing it. I'd be like, now I know you didn't come up with this. Exactly. This is, it, it just, it, it spoke to me. And that's, most of my numbers do. And I, I can't perform something that I don't feel invested in. I sure. don't know is if I don't sit at home and laugh at it, I don't think anyone's going to sit at brunch and laugh at it. Right. And that's, that, that's, it's funny that you bring that up because I was just the musing yesterday about how I struggle to just perform a regular song. If it doesn't have like a clear uh, performance structure of verse, chorus, verse, chorus, breakdown, chorus, and I can like tell a story and it has like exciting hits. Like I, I love to do break free because it just hits all those moments right. for me as a musical theater person. And as a drag queen, I just, I have to be able to do X, Y, Z in a number or else. You'd, you'd be better off watching someone else perform it, honestly. That's how well, I feel. That's, that's very valid. And I, I think that's, big that you can even admit that because some queens will be like no every, i should do it no one else should do it oh no fuck that there are so many queens who can come up with something and i'm just like how did that's so genius how did you come up with that like what is wow great that's amazing thank you for performing this number in the weirdest way possible yeah like nobody nobody's brain was sick and twisted enough to come up with that before but yours so yeah. thank you like nicole with the fisting number that was it was <laughs> so special yeah so i was like wow this is art yeah that was a Just, special moment so good the acting superb. <laughs> now maybe it's a chicken or the egg type situation but what comes first for you when you create a mix? Is it the song or is it the, the, the spoken word or a theme? Uh, when uh, my mixes are usually based off of the spoken word solely, mm -hmm. like I sit there and I go, okay, what music can I put with this to make it a good mix? Sure. Because I feel like you have to honor the, the original spoken word. There are a couple that I've taken and I've, I've chopped them up and switched them and added things. Um, but I really try to stick with the video because I, I know how exciting it is when you go to see a drag show and she's performing this number and all of a sudden the number cuts out and spoken word that goes along with the number. It, yeah. it just, it excites me and it fills me with joy. Absolutely. So when I'm making a number, I have to make sure that all of that is there. Um, it's, it's a challenge for me too sometimes because some, I'll, I won't find the right song or I, I will find the right song, but it doesn't fit with my performance style. And I have mm -hmm. to like make some small sacrifices. I have a couple of mixes that have really questionable choices just to just keep the integrity of the number going. And I, I don't like performing those ones as much, honestly, because I feel like it's not my best work. Fair which is why I have my iconic mixes that I enjoy so much. Cause yeah. I'm like, these are good stories. Enjoy this story. 
Absolutely. Are there any numbers of yours that you wish audience members would stop requesting or in a drag roulette songs that you would, or artists you would like not to be requested for you? Um, I, so what I have to remind people is that I grew up with all white people mm -hmm. and I'm not very much in touch uh, with, um, I guess the black side of my culture and my life. So I don't know a lot of things that looking at me and judging me based off of my skin tone, people would think I would know. Sure. Like I, I was doing a show with Holly Box Springs and her DJ was like, oh, I gave you all those songs because I thought you would know them and you didn't. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, that's the thing about judging me based off of my skin tone. I don't know a lot of these songs. I don't know a lot of, even Beyonce, I don't know a lot of her music. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that I will say though is a choice because you can go up to any black drag queen and ask her to do a Beyonce number and she will have 15 different numbers she can do right. for you. I'm not that girl. I'm not, I'm, I'm, when I do drag, I want to do something that no one else is doing. I want to do something that you hopefully haven't seen before. Yeah. And I, I don't want to give you what you're expecting. Because I, I go to drag shows and get bored by that. Although I, I have gone to drag shows where people have given like, I, I don't want to call it a cookie cutter drag show, but it's like, I could, I could tell you what number was going to come up next. Yeah. And yes, it was Defying Gravity. Um, <laughs> followed by This Is Me. Um, and I'm telling you, I'm not going. Yeah. And, and people live and there's a time and a place. And again, I... I don't feel my most authentic. I don't feel my most, like I'm entertaining, but there are some queens that like, they will sell you those numbers. Right. They will sell you those numbers. Like it is the only thing they have to sell. And I, I love that. I love that, but it's not me. That's fair. I want to do my mixes. <laughs> love them. They're iconic for a reason. And break free. That's about yeah. it. Honestly, I, <laughs> I've told people, I have a lot of respect for busted because it's one look one dress i haven't seen the full show but i'm pretty sure the numbers are probably consistent yeah there's there's something to be said for a drag queen that can literally just do the same thing and it's, it's true always entertaining and it's true and that's that's my defense for sticking with my numbers for so long is one they're good two people ask for them right when I go out into the audience before the show and I make sure everyone has money for tips because I'm not trying to walk out broke, I sit there and I go, are there any of my numbers you want me to do today? Because I'm going to do what I feel like doing, but if there's something you want, I'll do it. And people always shock me with what they ask for. They never yeah. ask for the numbers I expect. Yeah. It's, it, my favorite one to be asked for is my Chicago number. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Oh, thank you. It cracks me up because I, I, it's not a super original drag idea. I've seen versions of that number elsewhere. It's just the way that I happen to yeah. do it is a little special and fun. I but agree. I do know Trixie Mattel is doing something very similar. And it was all up in my inbox. And I was like, what I want you guys to do is instead of drawing this to me maybe tell her exactly yeah so that she can find a video of me and post it so exactly. that people will come see me i'm i'm not mad it's 
it's, yeah. it's also not the exact same number. The same thing happened with Ava Destruction. Somebody sent me a video and they're like, I can't believe she's doing your number. I watched it. Is it similar? Yeah. Is it exactly the same? Absolutely not. And yeah. I immediately messaged Ava and I was like, I want you to know. <laughs> Somebody's trying to start some bullshit. I don't know if people are in your messages, but they're in mine. I just, I wanted to be the bigger person just in case anyone said anything. Cause I was like, I, I watched the number. I want you to know, cause I can't have drama. Right. I really do feel like I have lived a completely drama free drag life, or at mm -hmm. least I've tried. Any drama I have had has been private. Sure. So unless there's something around that you know about that I'm unaware Nothing of. Nothing that I'm aware please, of. Please fill me in. I, I, I don't have any drama on you. I, I tell people all the time, if you've heard something about me, tell me because I'm so interested. <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah. never going to hurt my feelings. It's, and it's I'm the hard. I have tough opposite. skin. I'm like, tell, oh, tell me what's yeah. going on. But I know what's going on. Believe me, I'm not that dumb. When you look well, at my story, you know I know. Talk. I know. I'm like when I, when certain people look at my story, I know that's been shared around because you don't follow me anymore. See, I don't. I don't even do the stories. I'm so bad with the social media. And people have told me they're like, but you have a good following already. I'm sure if you engaged your audience, it would no, no. Why it's do you want to know work. what I'm doing every hour of the day? Why do you yeah. need to know what? No, no. Even right now, the Zoom with you, where I am out of drag. Had you not previously met me out of drag i would have no yeah no that's true i like i like the it's like being a face character at disney yeah you will never see ariel without something going on i was that's gonna true. say without the fin but she does have all those dresses she 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 yeah she does have her feet so for sometimes all right we're gonna play the cameo game show if you're not okay. familiar with the website Cameo, you can book a celebrity to record a message for you or a loved one for a small price. But each celebrity has a different cost. In this game, you have to guess who costs more. Are you ready? Oh, yes. All right. Our first matchup is Tom Felton or James and Oliver Phelps. And those are the Weasley twins. No. <laughs> I've never heard of those names before. For those I've listeners definitely who are never Googled them. Thank <laughs> you for the listeners. I forget this is for other people and not just you and I. Um, <laughs> I am going to go with the twins being more expensive. The twins are $200, but Tom Felton is 288 <gasps> Oh, yep. well, worth it. Worth yep. it. I would pay that right now, actually. Next, we have David Henry or Annalise Vanderpool. David Henry is more expensive. Yep, he is 135. Annalise is 75. Well, it's because she's a smart girl. She sat there and said, I, I was the best friend on a TV show. Right. I'm going to charge 75 and be making the coin. He was the brother. He's like, I would, I would pay for I would love for him to send me a personal that's an entirely different topic. <laughs> All right. <sighs> next we have Kyle Massey or Orlando Brown. See, I'm confused because Orlando Brown is crazy. So that could be astronomical. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Kyle. Kyle Massey, $65. Orlando Brown, $100. 
See, I know, okay, right? I should have trusted my gut. Again, it's these, it's a business. It are is. you gonna sell them for more expensive or are you gonna sell them for slightly less and do more of them, therefore earning more money? Yeah. I thought about making cameo until I realized people didn't want that. And also I don't think people would pay $1 to get a video for me. That's a lie, I think people would definitely pay for you. We'll experiment. I'm, we'll, I'm we'll try. getting lonely and desperate here in the quarantine life. All right, next Who's we next? have Jordan Sparks or Ruben Stuttered. Oh. See, now I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that you're tricking me with all of these, but I'm going to go with Jordan Sparks. That's correct. $100. Ruben Stuttered is 75 She just dropped a new EP. You, yep. I'm not sure if you listened to it already, but it is so good. I haven't heard it, but the, she promoted it on her cameo, so. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's grand. It, I loved it. Well, speaking of grand, next we have Frankie Grande or Boy George. Frankie Grande's charging up the ass. I know that. No, am I wrong? Frankie Grande, 150. Boy George is 300. <gasps> well, okay. All right. Well, that's appropriate. I'm actually, I'm pleased to hear that because I was concerned Frankie was going to be like, no, it's so much money. $150 for Frankie Grande is too much money. I, it's still, yeah, but I, I thought it was going to be reverse prices. Fair, I thought he fair. was going to be charging three hundred. Yeah. All right. Next, next we have Gigi Good or Ms. Cracker. I have to think about that. See, now I'm tempted to look because I don't like being wrong. But I'm going <laughs> to go with Ms. Cracker. Ms. Cracker is $75. Gigi Good is 150 I know, right? The balls. I mean, okay. The balls. Well, again, it's the exact same thing with uh, the Disney starlets. Ms. Cracker is a smart business woman. Mm-hmm. She said, I was top three on all stars. I don't, I don't need the, the 150. Gigi yeah. said, I did not go touring for my season. I need money. It's true. Should have trusted right. my gut on that. Well, see? let's see how your gut feels on bag of chips or the Vivian. I'm going to say the Vivian's more expensive. Baga is work. Gang. The Vivian is 75. Baga is 90. Well, see, she's working. She is she, working. She, wow. Well, good for her. I, a perfect example of exactly what Drag Race should do for someone's career. Did not win. Came close. Would have loved it if she had won. I see her everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. She's doing this singing competition with yeah. Courtney Act in the lineup, and nowhere in the tweet was Courtney mentioned. Yep. But Baga was sure as shit the first person. I was like, good mm -hmm. for you. Good for you. You deserve it. Next is Jimbo or Rita Baga? Jimbo? Trick question. They're both $50. Oh, well, good for them. That's sweet. Next is Lemon or Boa? Lemon? Yep, I'm just going to guess now. Lemon is 30 and Boa is, 60, uh, Boa is 25. 30? Lemon yeah. is only charging 30? Yep. Girl, she could up that to 50. 
Yeah, she got she got to wait till the end of the season to let let everyone know where she's at. Placement wise. Oh, I don't I don't know any of these rumors Neither do or I. whatnot. So I I just know that she's doing well on the show, and I yeah. don't dislike her for any reason. She's quite enjoyable. She could yeah. definitely charge more than thirty dollars. And finally, last question here: How much can you get? a cameo from Jeffrey Boyer Chapman for? I have to <laughs> guess an amount? Yes. I'm going to go with like 250 Why not? No, you can get it for $69. Oh. Of course he said $69. <laughs> And that's the Cameo Game Show. He really is just going for that generic, sassy, gay branding, isn't he? He is. He is, he is waiting for his Bravo spinoff of something. He'll get it. He will. He'll get it. He's, he's a good-looking guy, and his personality is usually more enjoyable than what we've seen. It's true. I just, I, I don't, I, I'm still trying to figure out what the direction was when they were like, okay, so we're going to have you act this way on the American version. And right. then once you have a little bit more leeway and power, maybe he just like, I've done this. I guess judged a couple of times now that I'm official. I think that's Bessie what it is. That's glitter eyeshadow it is. <laughs> it's not even eyeshadow. That was so nice of me. Yeah. It, it was just glitter. It was, it literally was that meme of that one little girl with the glitter all over her face and the lipstick smear. Yep. He should have just done that look and people would have been like, art. I agree. I yeah. I remember when Aquaria did that look and she made it <laughs> drag and I was like, only you. Yep, only it's true. You. Why is drag important to the community? I've had a lot of time to think about this recently. Um, drag is super important to our community because it brings so much joy it brings a lot of knowledge and it brings just I'll circle right back to joy because people are so happy. I was talking yesterday with a group of people who came to my show that was out on Fire Island and they had said it was so, so nice to experience a bit of normalcy. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was on the other end being like, it's so weird doing this show and having to follow these guidelines and my show is not meant for the guidelines. So it's right. just like this whole mind fuck for me, but they were like, no, it was so important to us because it gave us this hope that we're not going to be stuck in this forever. It gave yeah. us hope that there's something to aspire to. And I think especially right now, the drag queens that are finding any way to perform for you. There is, um, I think Vivian and V is driving around and doing pop-up shows mm -hmm. with a service. And I just, I think that's so incredible. Like it, it, it shows you the spirit of the gay community, the yeah. drive and, uh, and it's great because it's a lot of times the gay community wants to be, or not wants to be, is painted as sexual deviants mm -hmm. and drag queens well we definitely have those moments mostly just want to perform and entertain and yeah. i think that it's so it's so much more wholesome block out whatever the content is because that's just whatever but we're out 
here entertaining and having fun and trying to put a smile on someone's face. And yeah, absolutely. It, it's helpful for the bars. It's helpful for uh, the restaurants, as I have done. Like, I had COVID not happen, Pulperu would still be up and running, and I wouldn't even be working there. Like, I, I specifically set them up for years to come. So yeah. it, it's... It's bizarre because drag in a lot of ways is simply entertainment, but is also so much more than that. True. Where do you see the state of drag in five years? Well, had, had you asked me this pre-COVID, I would be like, it's garbage, mama. It's going to be a mess. It's, we have too many of these queens on TV. We have too many of this show. It's, it's all people think of when they think of drag yeah. but now with the digital drag revolution i'm gonna call it a renaissance actually because it okay. feels like one um i i really think that drag is going to be pushed even further than it ever has and i think a lot more drag queens are going to find themselves with recognition that they wouldn't have had otherwise because they're bold enough to be silly on sure on instagram and facebook live like I watched Jacqueline Hyde and Androgyny sit there and be like, okay, this is the show. You pay us to drink. <laughs> and yeah. I just think that's so fabulous. Like it's, it's smart because you're still entertaining people. And again, there's a market for that. You have your people that follow you, that love you, that want you to be well and are all about that. And it, it's quite entertaining if I'm honest. Yeah, it's true. It's, I've, actually found myself more entertained by some of the live shows than I ever have been at a regular drag show because it's it's a, it's a stage and you can do all those things but it, like I said earlier you have just this little box exactly. to entertain people in and some people are really proving to be wonderfully entertaining in a little box do you think there will be difficulty for those entertainers in a little box coming back into a live drag setting Nope. Nope. Not at all. I think that that's going to be an easy transition for most of them. I think if they're smart, they will already be finding ways to take what they're doing now and make it into a live show or just keep doing it honestly, because that that's the other option for them. Yeah. Is you've already, uh, and it's, it's one thing that I'm kind of upset I haven't done for myself yet, uh, is you've set up this, lifestyle where you can do drag from home which is kind of lovely right when i when i was working doing the show with thrillist it was such a joy because i told you i will take five hours to get ready and i did up until that last second at yeah. 12 30 when that camera had to be on and i was like this is great no travel time is it just it the lack of an actual audience is truly what is absolutely not my favorite experience but you know we will definitely get there. Yeah. All and right. I, I, oh, sorry. No, no, no. I, I, no, I agree. I think we're, we're going to, it'll be fine. I just, my fear is that these queens who have been relying on the video proponent of their performance are going to try to do that same thing in a regular bar and it's just not necessarily translate the same. Oh, so you, you mean the queens who aren't entertaining outside of, editing skills yeah ah. because what's well, gonna you know what though 
Because I fear there are still that, tip spots. Yeah, I, I fear that those queens are going to get this notoriety, and then the bar is going to be like, "Come do our shows," and they're going to not be able to do a live drag show like we're used to. Are they bringing people? We'll see. Because that's where you enter the super fun element of it doesn't matter if the show is exactly. good as long as there are people here. But and then, with but a then lot again, of businesses struggling to get yeah. back on their feet, we're going to end up in a exactly. lot of really bad drag shows and and if there there's a opportunity that a venue may have like a projection screen maybe that will be a benefit but i think there's it's going to take a lot of adaptation to do drag again what i what i really would like to push for personally and i hope after talking to you maybe you can kind of push for this yourself is i think with allowing people to drink outside if there's yeah. a show happening inside yeah. and y- y'all can't go in, but the queen's on stage doing her thing, maybe there's a monitor they can see on the TV. You can live stream it from the bar and the queen's accounts. Absolutely. Just a thought. I mean, we, Just- had, we had talked about Iconic um, about doing a live stream to Albatross. Um, because mm. there, there was a time, I think Boudoir was joking that she wanted to host a... Um, the uh, iconic um, albatross show, and we're like, that well, maybe awesome. we can do that. Maybe we can make that happen. And and now with this all happening, maybe that is a reality. Maybe maybe that's how we're able to fill the bar only partially, mm-hmm. but still have iconic because we can still make our money back through streaming it somewhere else. It's gonna be difficult to find that balance of Absolutely. making sure it's safe and making sure that it's worthwhile for exactly. you and the bar. But I, I truly think that people would be so appreciative for anything. And I, I, I would tune in if I saw that some queen was doing a show in a venue. Yeah, absolutely. And not just from home and limited, especially yeah. Icon. That would be so good yeah, if mean, Icon had that ability to, because you have all the effects there. You could, Exactly. Easily add applause at the end of a track, which is Ritzy, something I you, you have no I, you do. have no idea. There's a new um, LED screen back wall at Icon. It's magnificent. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's it, it's one of those things where like I I've been struggling personally knowing that like yay it's great that I was able to produce two very successful drag competitions, but also knowing that in this current state it's going to take a very long time for me to be able to do those shows because I can't fill up a bar. And the reality is we overfill that capacity. So yep. we're, it, it, me being able to produce again is not the same as a drag queen being able to go back into a bar and do a show. It's going to take some time and I, I'm, I have to adapt to trying to find a new way of producing the work I've done. Yeah, it's I'm definitely in that same spot too because I... I was never much of a club or bar queen to begin with and with restaurants being my main thing, that doesn't seem to be coming back in the way I would like for it to. There are definitely outdoor shows happening and that's all fine and dandy. I'm not trying to hurt myself and slip into somebody who's walking on the sidewalk. Like it's, and again, it's, so weird because I have to sit there and remind myself of what I do and what I need to have 
for my safety. Exactly. Which was why people kept giving me shit about the sneaker wedges. And I was like, it's for my safety. I can do this in heels. I just, it only takes one time to cartwheel onto your other foot accidentally and stab. I'm lucky the stiletto didn't go through the foot. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not doing this again. I'm just not risking it. I, I hear you. We're going to play Tea Time, which is my favorite game, Ooh, where excellent. you're going to spill some tea on your favorite sisters, friends, colleagues, people you've shared a stage with, people you oh, have boy. read to filth already. Um, and everyone says they're going to be very mean, but some people are just, oh my God, I love this person. So we're going to see how Ritzy Bits does Tea Time. Well, now I can't disappoint. <laughs> and we're going to start off with the heaviest hitter of them all, Adriana Trenta. Okay. So I'm going to be as real as I can. One of the most lovely human beings I've ever met. However, homegirl is just a bit much. She always has like the best of intentions. Not sure if it always works out in her favor. People always, I, I have had my ups and downs with her. We talk about it constantly. She's like one of the people that I will always have as like a true friend and sister in my life. Um, that being said, she's also one of the dumbest bitches I've ever met, ever, in the good and bad sense of like, I, I can give her a simple direction and it will not be followed and there will be <laughs> millions of questions. And all I'm trying to teach you is how to make your eye makeup look beautiful. <laughs> it's the pushback. I can I, Working with kids, teaching gymnastics, I don't deal well with that. I give you information. I expect it to be followed, <laughs> usually with a thank you or yeah. a yes, coach. Or my favorite was making the children call me sir because they were so disrespectful. <laughs> I was like, uh-uh. Because I call them sir. I call them sir and ma'am. I love to. They get a kick out of it. Um, but yeah, that's Adriana Trenta for you. She's, nice. I love her to bits. Like, she's also the queen that will sit there and tell flawless jokes all afternoon, get on a microphone and be like, wow, there's nobody here today. And you're like, what, what <laughs> happened to the comedy? Yeah. It's not funny to continually acknowledge that it's not particularly busy today. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's my little bit of tea. There you go. All right, next we have Heidi Ho. Heidi Ho, listen, I love Heidi. She's wonderfully funny. She's fantastic. I really want to get my hands on her. I just want to, I want to, I want to do the makeup. I want to teach her some tricks and things because I think if we combined the clownery and buffoonery with the blending and the beauty, an unstoppable force. All right. Unstoppable. Next is Juicy Lou. I, I hate myself for not being as smart and funny as Juicy Lou. <laughs> Her numbers are just uh, so good. Yeah. So good. And it's just like, it's, I don't get down on myself a lot and I try not to compare myself to other people because that's wasted a lot of my time and a lot of my energy before, but damn. I, if I could come back in my next life and be Juicy Lou, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's quite amazing. And like a good person. Ugh. Too good of Ugh. a person. 
Which, and I, okay, I'm going to spill the tea. We thought she was cheating <laughs> during So You Think You Could Drag because we just had no, no idea she could rack up that many votes. If it just, a lot of people came and they left. So one person got stuck with a bunch of votes and it looked shady. Sure. It looked shady. A lot of people were upset. I'm not going to say I was one of them, but I definitely did voice that should it have been anybody cheating in the competition, they should be disqualified. Doesn't matter if they're the front runner or not. Yeah. But that was my two cents. I was like, it could have been anybody. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know the specifics. I was not there. I did not see. I just know what I was told. But looking back, bitch earned all those votes. Yeah. It was like, I've never been, and especially doing gymnastics, like there were a couple competitions where there were literally only three of us and it was the three boys from my gym. So we knew who was gonna win what. Yeah. It was kind of like that, except you knew you weren't gonna win anything. Like when I won that first week over her, I was like, Thank God, I would have been so sad because she won almost every week. Anytime she yeah. was in the top, she won because she won the audience vote and usually was the judges vote too because the number was just, it's yeah. good drag. You can't she, say no. She's so Fuck good. Fuck her. <laughs> Fuck her. She's Next lovely. we have Holly Box Springs. One of the, I cannot say enough nice things about Holly Box. You will never catch me saying anything bad about Holly Box Springs. I, she's great. She's good people. Has always been absolutely wonderful to me. Is hopefully bringing me my ring light back. <laughs> uh, I left the ring light on Fire Island and I was like, oh, this will be great. I'll use it for the rest of the weeks. And then they were like, we're going to use the different queen for the brunch show instead because she has a built-in audience and you're trying to build an audience in the middle oh, of the pandemic. Not a good situation. Not a mm -hmm. good situation. So the ring light is still there. <laughs> I hope to see Oops. it again one day. But I told all the girls, please use it. Like, yeah. I'm not using it right now. Go for it. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, no, Holly is, she's fantastic. She, and she again was one of the people that suffered from my na nasty competitive um, rage. And not even because I was competing, she was competing against Alexis and schwa and i was like these are my girls i hate you so i initially hated her and then i was like oh but i met you and you're lovely and one of the nicest people right? i've ever come into contact i'm just like <sighs> a doll an absolute doll mm -hmm. next we have jacqueline hyde a monster absolutely awful just trash i have never met a worse person um <laughs> <laughs> please please keep all of that um she <laughs> our our drag worked very well together because especially at Poperia, that was a time where i was um i'm i'm not gonna say angry but people got a rise out of me being a bitch to the staff there and like the <laughs> staff definitely let me do it and yeah. played into it i mean it it, it was a hallway Oh, yeah, fully. A, a, not even a corridor, just like a little slice that we had to share. So, of course, it was going to be awkward and uncomfortable. I just tried to make the best of it as I could, which was making fun of them. 
telling them they were ruining the show. <laughs> Those but are people loved it. Yeah. And combined with Jacqueline's like cynical, just kind of just I'll say it again, rotten like yeah. attitude. It just it worked. People liked it. Um I was I was glad though she she we reached a, a turning point at La Poperia where we all knew I was on my way out. And we were also trying to like figure out how three people could run two Ven and it just sure. wasn't working. And she luckily was like, she came to me and she was like, I have an opportunity to host my own brunch and I don't want you to be upset. I was like, oh my God, no, please. This actually solves all my problems. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I would have been heartbroken to be like, oh, you, I, I need you to leave right. to any of those three. They're such great queens and it's just like, you, you don't want to disappoint someone, especially when they've been working with you and you've built something together right. and it's going well. Uh, but then she ended up building something completely wonderful for herself. She's super famous on the Twitter now. She's got like three super fans. Look at her. Yes. And they create art for her and things. That's the goal. That's it is. The goal. It's so lovely. And I just sit there and I go, wow, wow. Good. I'm glad this never would have happened for you if you had stuck at level <laughs> three. <laughs> but next, uh, yeah, it's it's good. Next we have androgyny. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna spill the tea here. So right. we're doing a show at Poperia. Androgyny is I'm not gonna say wasted, but definitely on the way. And does this number it was a Celine Dion one. I don't remember exactly what it was. Oh, it, maybe it's all coming back to me now. I don't recall. But um, the number would have been totally fine and lovely, and I wouldn't have been upset at all until there was a douche brought out filled with water. Oh, no. It was, it was one thing to be squirting it at people. I personally would never do that and would never want that done to me, which is why I don't subscribe to that. But some people were living for it. Like people were so excited until the water got all over the floor. Oh boy. Which became a hazard. Right. And I was just like, now things we can't do this things I won't do trust you to come here again and not do this so then that turned into this thing where i had to be like i love you as a friend but business-wise i'm scared yeah and i feel confident talking about this because she has drunkenly brought this up on multiple live chats <laughs> where i pop in to say hi and it's just like hey let's hash up old things and i'm like great thanks <laughs> this is lovely i didn't come here to be berated by you i'm sorry i hurt your feelings and maybe apologizing over block talk will do the trick <laughs> maybe next we but have yeah, that that happened that did happen all right next we have pixie aventura okay i don't know pixie super well i did her show a couple of times i think she is fierce i think she's fabulous i'm a little frightened of her mm -hmm. she's very intimidating yep Yep. Like I did not, I, when I'm doing drag, when I'm doing anything, honestly, like I could be brushing my teeth and I'm still like, I'm going to make this the best thing I've ever done. And I was so scared to disappoint her. Mm -hmm. it, it was like disappointing a father figure. Yeah. You just don't want to do it. It crushes you. Luckily, I don't think I ever did, but 
home homegirl did make me very nervous for a while i was like oh gosh i just want you to like me yeah she's she's very intimidating but she's also fucking talented it's all hell so good like so good. You, you, she deserves to be intimidating if she wants to be she's, she's oh, well, a super threat it's, it's one of the reasons why i kind of don't mind when queens are like i'm scared of you like when people admit they're scared of me as a five foot three individual i'm like thank you Thank you for being mm-hmm. aware that you need to treat me with kindness and exactly. respect. Exactly. Like I'm, I, that started doing gymnastics. I had this one teammate who was like, I'm, I'm a little scared of you. I was like, why? He's like, cause you're mean. I was like, well, I'm not mean. <laughs> you're just not good at gymnastics. So I don't <laughs> like you. I don't That's know fine. what you're doing here. I feel badly about that, <laughs> but it's okay. It's true. See, he was he was a hot straight guy. What was I going to do? Be nice exactly. to him? No. Exactly. No. I had to bully him and hopefully he would be upset and be like, I'm a little bit attracted to this. Yeah. Thank you for treating me this way. Never happened. <laughs> never. I'm sure he's living a really lovely life, has never heard of Ritzy Bits, and <laughs> has a wife and six kids. Probably, probably. That sounds awful though. Yeah. All right. <laughs> next we have Alexis Michelle. Okay. I have such a special place in my heart for Alexis Michelle. She helped me so much with the beginning of my drag career. She's helped me. Like I, I don't like to call people and tell them about what's going on in my life when I don't feel great about things. But she is one of the very few people that I had to just call and be like, Hey, I gotta let this out. And you're the only person I feel like I can talk to because I know you'll understand and get it. Mm-hmm. and she she's a sister she is a true queen and it upsets me that she didn't get the chance or i it, yeah i'll say it that way it upsets me she didn't get the chance to represent herself as the queen i know her to be on mm-hmm. that show because i i just fucking love her and i really hope that they wise up and finally put her on all stars because she will she'll shut that shit down i mean she was fifth place it's not like she performed poorly no but i i i feel like um they didn't show her in her best light because they used a lot of clips of her where she was clearly stressed out right and they they kind of needed a villain of a season and there really wasn't anyone else on that cast no no there wasn't a villain on that season and it was it it you couldn't even really i would never call her a villain i no. just call her stressed out yeah it's it's when you know what they are putting you through to get those responses from you exactly. it becomes a lot more understandable yeah and like you think about the circumstances you've been waiting for years and years and years to finally get here and then it just constant roadblock this bitch who's been doing drag for 10 months and is gorgeous and skinny is just fucking they're eating her up. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Not ideal. Well, speaking of someone who didn't have a fun start on their drag race journey, Britta Filter. Oh. I'm going to be very, very honest. And when I heard she was going to be on the race, I was really worried that this was exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. Because I know she doesn't deal with stress well. 
I I remember trying to help her memorize lines when she did a play with Monet and Dusty, and it was so stressful for her. And just the the drive to do well. I think it was it was totally inner saboteur the whole time. Sure. And I I I really had hoped. Whenever I hear one of my friends is on the show, all I want is for them to be represented in the best light, for them to bring their absolute best. And watching it back, fashion-wise, was lovely. Yeah. In the challenges, she did pretty well. Uh, she definitely did better than I expected for the the Rusical challenge. Right. I I thought for sure she, that was going to be the one that sent her home because I just I know how that is for her. But um, yeah, it, it really hurts me that people are sending her such awful, hateful messages. Yeah. Because while, while I don't think picking on Aiden was the best use of her time on television, um, I definitely don't think people should be telling her that she should hurt no, herself. No, not at all. And, and I think and, she, she definitely got um, a bad edit because I think the things that they put on the show would have been split between another person that they took off the show. And it yes. all fell into her lap and it was so yeah. unfortunate. Um, because she, she brings a lot of love. And absolutely. she, watching Britta perform is one of my favorite things because mm-hmm. she is so happy doing it. Yeah. And everyone's so happy watching it that it's, it's magic. Yeah. Some of my greatest drag memories will be from shows that Britta was doing. And I mean, it, I, just... I would not be where I am if it were, weren't for Britta and Tara because they really welcomed me on that first night there that I was just nobody. And they're like, well, welcome, and, and, and you're part of the family now. And it really has always been a special place in my heart. And watching Drag Race, again, I knew this was going to happen because I knew her personality as well. And any sense of fear that they could have placed in her they they got right out um and it was unfortunate and i think she does deserve a redemption but i don't know in this day and age that they will grant it uh i think she could be on all stars eight yeah i think timing wise it'll be enough time because i think i also think that if they're going to do that they're going to put aiden on as well just to have that moment yep but that's unfortunate TV. Yeah, no, and the totally I think is. She, she will she will be smart enough having gone through it already and having yeah. been been branded the villain of her season, which is so unfortunate because that's it's not her. She the top drag queen in New York City who doesn't really have drama with people and isn't usually involved in any bullshit and you stress her out, isolate her from her team, and this is what you yeah. get. Yep, and that's that's one of the things about the show where I'm just like, should I be cast? I'm not too worried about the isolation. I already do drag completely on my own. Right. <laughs> Outside of Bobby Pins occasionally doing a wig and my designer making stuff for me, I I'm a loner. I have my girls that I work with, right. and I I thought the idea of drag family was lovely. I really wanted to have a drag family, but then I got involved with drag families, and it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't the right fit, so. I hear you. I, I have my sisters. I got I got Misty. I got Nicole. Lola Michelle Kiki. Well, Adrian that's the next Trento. person I was going to ask you about was Lola Michelle oh, Kiki. Oh yes, I love her. I love her so much. She is. I don't. 
I'm not like a person that finds myself making lifelong friends easily. Mm -hmm. I have, I have gone through a lot of experiences with friends where they're, they're there for a short time, not a long time. Um, but she's one of my long-term in and out of drag friends. Like I, I would do anything for Lola. She would say she'd do anything for me, but probably show up 30 minutes late. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. As long as she's there, she's, she's the only queen I've ever met that will say I'm on my way and still manage to get there right after the show has started. (laughs) But she's ready and she will walk right in the door right onto the stage and yeah. it's lovely she it's it's grand i also enjoy the time where she says she's on her way makes it as i'm about to end the show oh no <laughs> i was sitting there i was like i got two three numbers left where is she and she finally shows up and i go all right hope you're ready for another hour of show <laughs> It cracked me up because I'm just so the opposite. I I want to be there an hour before because I have to do things before I get there. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I couldn't imagine traveling in full drag, corseted tights, shoes. The whole... To me, yeah. I, I like to show up in my onesie. I want to be comfortable while I travel and then I'll change when I get there, which is... Actually, that stopped me from doing a lot of things because I was like, if I can't do drag the way I want to do it, if I have to fight for a space in the dressing room, uh-uh. uh-uh yeah, uh-uh. I hear that. Not in New York. It's too small. Exactly. Like, I've gone other places where they're like, and this is the dressing room, and it's the biggest space I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like... It's probably bigger than most New York stages. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, speaking of someone who was in New York and they no longer are, it's Gilda Wabbit. I love that I can now tell. These intros are great. Gilda, oh my gosh. What a, what a, she's beautiful. She's talented. She's funny. She's dirty. The Mm -hmm. one time Gilda and I were doing brunch at La Popperia and this lady came in to do a review. I was excited because that was getting us a lot more press and doing the thing for us. I finally go to read the review. The review was lovely wonderful high praises for gilda i am a whore and a terrible person and need to go see some church and get some christ in my life was basically how she she phrased it beautifully and it was quite nice Is and she Susanna had warned, maybe for the um the times square whatever i think so yeah she's that, not that's that's yeah, she she warned me ahead of time. She was like, "I'm my readers are a little bit more conservative. I'm a little bit more conservative. So what you were doing was not my cup of tea." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, thank you for being honest with me and being forthright because I appreciate that. You could have just she could have said something really mean. She did not. Yeah. She was very very professional about it. And I am not the type of person to ever be upset about something like that. I I already know I can't please everybody." I've been on Grinder before. <laughs> um, but yeah, the review was very much in Gilda's favor. But she then walked by the following weekend to be like, I want to let you know that anytime I, I leave like a mixed to negative review, it does wonders for the business. And I was like, 
JPEG. I wouldn't call your review negative, but I'm glad you would. Because <laughs> I was like, you actually described me quite well. What was it? Sinfully good? There, there's one of your three words. It's it's not one I would choose. No, no. No, it's it's but you know, it is it it, it does fit. Uh but that that's that's my story with my tea with Gilda. I I it still cracks me up to this day. Because Gilda came in and it's not like Gilda's material is any cleaner than not mine. at all. It just was that day there was more Broadway people in the audience, so sure. she was like, ah. Oh, I'll just do Broadway. Yeah. I don't have to do the parody. I can do the actual song. And honestly, anytime she does think of me, <laughs> that will win every crowd over because they're just so amazed that she can do that. Yep. Meanwhile, I'm over there. I'm like, that ritzy, boom, boom, that ritzy, ritzy, boom, 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 boom. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So right. just a wonderful. We, we, we got another songstress that you've um, just worked with recently. Castrata. Oh, when I first saw her, I was like, wow, this is something. I, I love a queen that when they sing live, puts on a show. Yeah. If you're singing live and you're like, listen to how pretty I think my voice is. That's great. That's wonderful. This isn't an audition. We're here to see a show. And just like her drag mother, Laguna Blue, who I think is one of the most incredibly talented drag vocalists. Yes. She put on a goddamn show for us that evening. I was excited. I wanted to jump out of the seat. Unfortunately, there was a table in front of me. <laughs> I had papers and things and I was busy, but I also, I think some of the other girls would have been upset. But I just can't help it when drag really excites me. It just, it really excites me. And absolutely. When uh, she, she just, she did the damn thing. She came to Hazel Greens. She did the damn thing yet again. And then the Mohican Sun Casino was like, we're doing this Mariah Carey night. And I said, I think I know the right girl. And yep. I fought for her. I fought for her. And they were like, well, we're not really sure it's in the budget. I go, it'll be in the budget. <laughs> You go. You guys can make this happen. Like yeah. she's she's new to drag. She you, she's not asking for a lot here, and they loved her. It was great. Yeah, um, such a good queen. Well, next we have someone who's not a queen, but a beautiful performer, Jack Barrow. What a man. Yeah. One of the sweetest and just all around nicest and great to look at. Oh, absolutely. A wonderful mover. Doing the show at the Rose Wine Mansion was, he's what saved it. I will be completely honest. That first night that we came in, they had him there as something separate from us. We watched what he did and I was like, that's what this crowd wants. Yeah. Because it's, Yes, being a drag queen is fabulous and lovely and people were super into it, but like it wasn't a drag audience. It was sure. straight girls. And it was straight girls who don't do drag brunch. Right. And probably didn't have very many gay friends. So, yeah. uh-huh. But, but like super about it, super lovely, super wonderful, but I could just... I got the vibe of you don't know what's going on and you don't know what to expect or how to react. 
until he comes out. Right. And I was like, this is magic. And I'm, I, when I'm blessed with the opportunity to produce a show for a venue, I'm all about figuring out what their audience is, what they want and giving them what they need. And unfortunately, three drag queens was not what they needed. Two drag queens and a boylesque performer, right on the money. It's the yeah. Rose Wine Mansion. I mean, come on, it just made perfect sense. Yeah. I, I would actually bring him to every gig because I, I feel like his talent is something that can be universally enjoyed. Absolutely. He's super talented. Next, we have Time to Spill Some Tea on Misty Mountains. Okay. I don't really have anything that I could spill tea on about Misty. Um, she's fantastic. She gets the audience going and like Misty sells a fantasy and that's mm -hmm. why I love her because we're all sitting there and we're watching her and we're awfully, awfully invested in it. Yeah. And it, it's just, what was it that my boyfriend said? He said that when Misty moves, it's with purpose and it's, it's womanly. And mm -hmm. that's why I think the fantasy is so beautiful and you sure. fall for it every time. She did at that Mohegan Sun gig, she did this remix of Aaliyah's Rock the Boat. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever watched somebody live so fully in a moment ever. Because I, I, I don't even know if there were other people in the room yeah. for her. It was, I'm up here, I'm on this stage, we got the lights, Mariah Carey's in the building, and she just, I, I wish I had it filmed so I could watch it daily. And I don't say that about a lot of drag. I don't even say that about my own drag. It's a high compliment. It just, like, when, when, when a queen is so on the money and they know the song inside and out and they want that performance. Yeah. She's a good girl. She's a good girl. I will say. <laughs> yeah, spill it. <laughs> She's another queen I want to paint. Just because I, I, and she has told me no. Because Whoa. she doesn't want my makeup on okay. her face. To which I said, I wouldn't do my makeup on your face. Right. I would just do your face with my painting techniques. I would, I would give you a bit more of an eye. I would, because she has admitted to me she doesn't, she doesn't experiment much with the makeups because yeah. she doesn't feel confident. And I'm like, girl, you got to play around. Because mm -hmm. every time she's tried something different, I've been like, wow, what is this? You need to do this all the time. But she, yeah. she loves herself. The more simple of makeups, and I understand... I understand for those of us who can pull off just a wing and some lashes. Yeah. I would if I could. I would if I could. I need that definition. I need all of that. I, I, ugh. ugh. I don't know. I don't know if you know, but I think the first time that I ever saw you was at a little venue called Bacchuso Bombs Up, where your oh, guest goodness. was Misty Mountains. 
Um, and I have I'm some sorry, photos. I'm sorry, that, that was your first experience. <laughs> I have some photos of you watching Misty and giving her the death glare. Well, what number was she doing? I'm, I'm not sure what she was doing. Um, definitely wasn't her Space Jam, but she did Space Jam that night. Um, you but... have to understand, sometimes it's not a death glare. <laughs> it's, it's, it's resting stoner face. Okay, okay, where that, that makes just sense. So, I'm so, I can't formulate, and I just have to watch. I have been accused several times of um, giving that stare to multiple people. Oh, me people, too. Oh, I totally Which is am why too. they're like, are you hateful towards me? And I'm like, no, I just honestly am, I'm just taking it all in. Yeah. My friends usually know it's time to send me home if I fall silent and just stare. <laughs> That's yeah, a sure that. sign of, oh, she's done. All right, finally, last person to spill some tea on. It's Nicolonoscopy. Okay. I was worried about this because I knew we were going to get here and I knew we were going to have to talk about it. I have to confess, Nicole is one of the worst people I've ever had to work with. She is so horribly selfish. All mm -hmm. she wants to do is hog the microphone. She never wants to count the tips. She No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if this is like I'm finally coming clean about Nicole? She's gone. We, I can tell Nicole Anoskabi has been has been bullying me for a year. <laughs> no, um, she's. I'm sad she's gone, but I'm excited for her to to be a big fish in a small pond. Yeah, because I think that she's one of those queens that will take it and run with it and be able to do everything. Mm -hmm. and have the world at her fingertips. And I think that's what's going to be good for a lot of us that have moved away from New York in this is that we're no longer struggling to fight for it. Because, like, the New York City struggle is hard. It is. And I think she, she did a really good job. Like, she, she did the ultimate drag pageant. It was the first time I saw her. And then from there, it was just boom, boom, yeah. boom. She was at Rock Bar. She was... Um, uh, out in Astoria, oh my goodness. And then she had Pulveria and she, we were doing Rose Wine Mansion together. And she she booked a lot. We actually just <laughs> were competing for the same gig, uh, this ad campaign. Apparently neither of us booked it, unless Oops. she's lying to me, <laughs> which I don't think she would. But uh, yeah, and it's, it's nice because she's another one of those queens that's like a lifelong friend to me. Yeah. I, will, I will always want to know what's going on with her and i told her should we bounce back quickly as a city from covid and she needs to come back go for it let's be roommates let's make this drag studio yeah. happen and it'll be lovely i, I, I think it, maybe it's my heart but i think she'll be back sooner than she thinks oh yeah it i i have a feeling that because of the intense <laughs> feeling of hopelessness right now people are in this i don't yeah. know when new york will recover and it's it's if it's in your best interest to move elsewhere save some money and come back and be able to sit there and be like cab drinks apartment this yeah. then that's definitely in your best interest and doing drag in new york is so expensive to begin with it's true like ugh, ugh. Well, i hope she does come back yeah me too all right, you've fallen down a rabbit hole on YouTube. 
What are you watching? This is a dangerous question. <laughs> um, oh, man. Okay. I'm going to give you a couple of the options. One, we're watching doll painting videos because I've recently gotten into doll collecting and doll painting. I'm all about it. Have you spoken to Strawberry Fields about be. this? Nope. Nope, not yet. But I know that we definitely need to have this conversation because yeah. I've been to her apartment and I've seen her doll collection. Um, yeah, I I love watching doll painting videos. It's like I fell I fell in love with it the same way that I fell in love with watching makeup videos. And now that I've gotten better at my makeup, I don't watch many of those. Fair. Um, I actually I I used to love watching beauty videos. I would watch all of them i have a bunch of them that i still will watch but i just the beauty community now it's too much yeah i'll, I'll fall down drama. a rabbit hole on a drama channel though right i will right. watch that i'm and i'm not proud to admit it but i i don't put it on my boyfriend puts it on but mm -hmm. i have fallen down a jake yonsei rabbit hole once or twice i was jake yonsei for halloween last year he is wow oh, despicable that's human. a great costume right it yeah. was so much fun um not my favorite human being i've no, ever no, no, no. seen or I, I i've never come into contact with him i did not go up to him but um at the aol build series um season 12 cast um interview uh he was there i was there and I didn't go talk to him because my friends at Drag Coven are not friends with him. They don't like him. So I was with my friends with Jack Drag Coven. So we, we had to be the sharks and the jets. Yeah. <coughs> Dying. Um, I, oh, I probably should stop making that joke now. That's not funny. It's, the it's, it's, it's very, it's very lame is of me. Right. Um, yeah, I if if somebody has crossed Drag Coven, I yep. won't. I won't. I no. I won't nope. fuck with that. Yep, I hear you. If you could eat one meal every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? <laughs> Ice cream. All right. Any specific brand or flavor? Um. Okay. I'm. I've been more adventurous, but I do love chocolate peanut butter. Okay. It's my absolute favorite. I've tried almost every brand's chocolate peanut butter type of ice cream. I have found that Haagen-Dazs and Serendipity are the best. Mm-hmm. I, right. I could really eat ice cream all day, every day. I have to nice. stop myself from having ice cream for breakfast. When I was in high school, there would be times where there'd be like a little bit of ice cream left, and I would just take it to school and have it for breakfast. <laughs> Nice. My friends, yeah, my friends were highly questioning my sanity. And I was like, what? It makes me happy. If you had to pick one New York City drag queen to be your partner on The Amazing Race, who would it be? On The Amazing Race? Yes. <sighs> That's really hard. Um, I, I, oh my God. I know who, but I can't think of their name right now. No, I think I'm making that up. Um, I don't know, but I feel like I would have to find someone who's like resourceful and reliable, which mm -hmm. doesn't describe many drag queens. <laughs> I, you know what? 
I think Heidi Ho would be a good option. I knew you were going to say that. I had this feeling you were going to say Heidi. Yeah. I, I, I feel like she, she's worldly enough. Mm -hmm. I would feel comfortable being, yeah. I, the Amazing Race, that's so scary. That's a lot of work. <laughs> that's a lot. But you two would be good TV. Yes. Oh, yes. I, and I would also have to, like, see... That's the thing about being on TV, though. I have to have that conversation ahead of time with, we're doing this strictly for good TV, right? Exactly. Because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here to win. I want to be memorable. Exactly. I want to... I think about what I love from TV shows and stupid things I quote from TV shows. I want to be that stupid thing for so many people. Yeah. I want to be that person where people are like, oh, we got to tune into whatever show Ritzy Bits is on because she's going to say some dumb shit this week. I love that. We're going to move to the pop five rapid fire where I'm going to give you okay. five pop culture things, headlines, stories, and you're going to give me word, phrase, story, whatever you want to say about it. If you don't know about it, that's fine. Number one is Umbrella Academy Season 2. I have not watched anything. The only Umbrella I know is Rihanna. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, I, I'm curious, though. Umbrella Academy is so good. It's one of my absolute favorite shows. I highly recommend it. I think you would enjoy it. It's, it's superhero, but still campy and fun. Oh, see, I'm sold. Yeah. That was the pitch I needed to hear. Yeah. Klaus will be your favorite character. I've heard that already. That... Mm -hmm. Who's do, is that played by Robert? Robert Sheen. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I already know he's gonna be my favorite. Yeah, he's. I've so, never disliked him in anything. He's, he's so good. He's so good. All right, number two is Mulan on Disney Plus. Uh, I'm not paying no thirty dollars. See I, here, I, here, here's what I say on this. Most people who are gonna pay thirty dollars are gonna be a family who would have spent probably sixty dollars to go see it. So I understand why it's an actually a deal for most people who have Disney yep. Plus. But for us millennials who have our individual Disney Plus, not worth it. So we need to have safe, socially distant viewing parties of Mulan. I agree. And the fact that it's $30 and I think you get to rent it for yeah. the entire length of your subscription, which is so. understandable. But... I pay less money to own movies on iTunes. Like I, I understand why it's $30 and I really do hope everybody involved gets to see the return on their investment and the movie makes the money it could have made, but sad. Yeah. yeah. Number three is the levitating remix. I had it on repeat for like a whole day and a half. It's so good. <laughs> It is yeah. What so is it about good. it that you love? Um, usually when I get a remix of something, I, I hate when they change it too, too much. Sure. When they lose the original integrity of the I song. Agree. In my opinion, the best type of remix kind of elevates the song and keeps some of the original elements. Not all of them, but uh, it was great. Uh, Missy was fantastic. Madonna sounded so good. I normally can't get into Madonna because I don't, I don't like the way they do her vocals, especially the older stuff. I find it a little bit like you could have done something here. It would have sounded better. Um, but I, I just think it was beautiful. It was very well done. I'm excited for the whole album. Yeah. 
Number four is TikTok ban in USA. See, before it started to be something involving Trump, I had my doubts, theories, and suspicions because a lot of people said it was not good technology. Mm -hmm. There were, and I, I like to be a more private person. I don't need to put all of my everything out on the internet. Um, and I, I am trying to be wary of things that are potentially not good for me and those around me. And I subscribe to the fact that it could potentially be not right software. Cause I just, I looking at it and looking at the way they try to addict you to it by almost instantly making you famous. Right. That's not right to me because it, it gets you hooked so fast. you you don't earn it. Right. And you you're just continually contributing. Plus, is it just me or all of the lip syncs bad? I like, don't just, even watch it because they're uh, for me a lot of it's unbearable. Yeah. Because like the yeah, dancing like, is just like moving arms at a beat. It's not actually anything. Yeah. And it, it it doesn't make sense. It's a really nice way for untalented people to connect with other untalented people. Sure. I'm so glad that they're all getting. And again, back to the number of views. That's just numbers. Do you not think that Fair. maybe they just say your video has that many views? It probably doesn't. I honestly, that's my theory is that they'll give you one of those videos because I have a couple friends who have gotten viral with their video. And they're like, I don't know why this one went viral. Hmm. That's when I question it. But the second yeah, that Trump it's... decided to get involved and then say the government has to get a cut at, a cut if Microsoft buys it, I was like, okay, now I'm really confused. When, when is that a thing? It's not when... a thing. It's illegal. Has that ever happened? No, because it's illegal. You can't, it's not a thing. Yeah. We're that, in a fun is, world. that is some wild bullshit that I've ever, see, I'm, especially during the pandemic and i know how this is going to sound i've tried to really tune all of that out yeah, it's a lot you. for me um i i stay informed but i i it's just crazy i yeah. i watch scandal and i saw how easily fake politics are manipulated for a television show i can only imagine what yeah Plus, with Trump, you know, at some point he probably is just saying some dumb shit just to rile people up, and that's it's what all I can't for subscribe a, a to. Video. It's all for yep. a campaign video. It's really sad, but it's it's just play the game. But when you play the game in a way that it directly affects millions of people's lives exactly. and like families are torn apart, maybe not. That's not yeah. a cute game. If you if if you're trying to ruin people's lives playing a game, Monopoly is the best option. <laughs> exactly. All right, number five is Diana on Broadway doing a recording for digital release. Wait, what? Say that. The again. musical oh, Diana, the oh. Broadway musical, is doing a digital recording. That's great. Yeah. Good for and them. And then they're gonna they're gonna reopen once it's allowed to open, but. Yeah, it's, I think it's very interesting. I'll be curious to know if there are going to be other productions who will follow um, in that format. Um, I hope so. I really because, hope like, so. Because, like, when this all started, it, it was you heard rumors of, okay, this show's not going to reopen, this show's not going to reopen. Well, we're at a place where nothing should be reopening, but you have to reopen something. Yeah. So I'm it's... optimistic. 
It's going to be interesting. I know, like, the staples will definitely come back. Like, Wicked's not going anywhere. No. Phantom's not going anywhere. Lion King isn't going anywhere. But, like, everything else. Yeah. I just want to see six. I want to see six. That's all I need to see. Even if you have to move into the small venue off Broadway, I just need to see six. I have only heard good things about that show. The music was, is so good. I was going to go see Harry Potter again because the week everything had just started to happen, those tickets were $20. And yeah. I said, yes. And when everything went down with the author, I was like, I see, I don't even want to say her name. But when everything went down, I was just like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. They're going to, the show won't come back. And it's such a shame because it was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. The effects were cool. And I was up in the nosebleeds. I really would love to see it up close. Like, uh, I didn't, I didn't know theater could be so cool in that way. Like yeah. musical theater. Yes. Theater, theater. It's got magic. Yep. My friend, my friend did tell me how they did the time travel effect though. And I was like, damn it. Why did you tell me? Oh. But also, thank you for telling me because I can't <laughs> wait to do a time turner number. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right, well, that so was I... why once, oh, sorry. No, this go for it. Go ahead. No, no, say it. Well, once he started to tell me, I was like, I don't want the magic to be ruined, but now I'm realizing I can recreate this on my own. If you <laughs> want to. Just don't tell anyone where the inspiration came from. Psh. No, never, <laughs> never. So I have one fan corner question, um, and it's, can we collab on a song? And that question is actually for me. Yes. Um, oh the my song, gosh, that'd be so much fun. The song, I, I, we, can, we can call it Call Me Daddy. Move over, call me mother. That would be funny. I think it would be hilarious. So we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All I really need is another song on iTunes that closely resembles one by RuPaul. There you go. That's how you get notoriety. Because, I mean, you know how many people messaged you the day they did that song. I, it was such a weird thing because I'm like, there's no way this is happening. Like this, it's just, of course, the most commonly used phrase right now happens right. to be the same song it couldn't have been the second episode it had to be the first episode of a right. new season of drag race and i was like great this is gonna make everyone think i did this because i was jealous exactly <laughs> when in reality i did it because misty made me giggle so. <laughs> yeah yeah so i have my previous guest ask my current guest a question um oh, yes. and this is from citrine um, and I know you have an answer for this one. If you got cast on Drag Race, what would your entrance line be? <laughs> I've had several thoughts. But I think currently, what I kind of would love to do is walk in and just say, who's ready for the ritzy boom? And just have it be done. Because I'm go. dead set on making Ritzy Boom a, a thing. Like, yeah. does it have that Ritzy Boom? It doesn't have that Ritzy Boom. Just because I know it's stupid and I know it's terrible and annoying and I don't think people will like it, I'm going to try. You can allow them to play the, mu the song right after and you'll get your royalties and, and then people so who, will listen to it. Who's going to play the... Who's... who's no. <laughs> no. 
No. Boom. <laughs> no. I, that. I am not giving RuPaul's Drag Race the rights to my music. <laughs> That's fair. Ever. Ever. I don't even know if I own that song. <laughs> I, I, tech, I technically don't own any part of that song. I don't own the beat. I don't own the lyrics. I did the vote. I feel like Taylor Swift. Okay. Oh my God. I don't own the master to my own recording. I'm that bitch. That one you do. I, uh, the lyrics at least. <laughs> well, now it's your turn to ask my next guest a question. Who be your next guest? You don't get to know. Oh, I don't get to know? Nope. Fuck. Okay. Um, <laughs> do I ask a serious question or do I ask the question I like asking people? You can ask that um, one. And it doesn't have to be about drag. It can be in, about literally anything. See, I would, I just, because the way you phrase it when you ask your next guest, I have a question from my previous guest, Ritzy Bits, and she would like to know, that's what I'm thinking of. What, what is that going to sound like? Sure. And I think I'm going to go with my gut here, and I'm going to ask, if you were Ritzy Bits for a day, what would you do and why? I love that. Oh my God, I'm so excited for that question. I love to ask people that because I never get anything I expect. <laughs> This is going to be a good answer. I'm excited. Well, now I'm scared to know who your next guest is. I'll tell you after the podcast. But, Ritzy, this was an absolute pleasure. Where can we find you on social media and Venmo? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Venmo. All three are Ms. Ritzy Bits. You can also find me on eBay at Ritzy Resell. Whoa! I did not yes. know that. Yes. What, what kind of thing are you reselling? Um, mostly the dolls that I'm collecting. Nice, all right. Because I collect them, I have them for a time, I realize that some of them have actual value, and mm -hmm. then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to A little secret, I'm going to tell you about it. You can keep it in the podcast. I won't be too upset. Shopgoodwill.com. Oh, okay. It is like eBay, but for Goodwill interesting so people aren't pricing things trying to make a profit now you're still going to run into the auction issue but okay i have i have found a lot of like pristine conditions still in the box dolls of disney princesses that are long out of production wow okay that's so, interesting i like yep. that yep that's that's my little secret i i found many cool things on there and it's it's really one man's junk is a drag queen's treasure absolutely i can't that wait for could go like... multiple ways <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for antique doll show starring ritzy bits and strawberry fields antique oh well she can have the antique dolls my i'm doing disney princesses okay <laughs> i'm not i'm not here for these moldy ass barbie dolls they're on there i have seen them i have a couple in my possession because they happen to cross Cross my paw, cross <laughs> my paw, cross my path. Wow. Wow. Oh, God. Well, Ritzy. I think that's a sign I've been talking too long. Yeah. Well, this was an absolute pleasure having you. And I'm so glad you finally you so got much. to do this interview. And I'll hopefully get to see you soon. Yes, I would love that. Thank you for having me. This has been a dream. I've always wanted to be part of Block Talk. 
Thank you. I knew it would just happen when the timing was right. I'm very much that person. I don't try to force things to happen. I've taken 12-inch dicks before. Timing <laughs> is everything. The biggest thanks to Ritzy for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>